This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show and today I'm joined with Dr. Cody who is a social media influencer on TikTok but he's also a chiropractor and he has a practice over in Australia. So Cody, thanks so much for coming on the show. No worries, thanks for having me. So how did you get started as a chiropractor? Did you do anything beforehand and how did you get started? Yeah, so um, originally I was going to university uh, in the hopes of actually going to pharmacy school. So I was back, this is back home in Minnesota. And um, so I decided after I graduated high school, I was going to go to the University of Minnesota in Duluth. And um, primarily, you know, it was sciences and I had, you know, the intention of going into pharmacy school. And then I worked at a nursing service pharmacy called Folks Pharmacy in Duluth, Minnesota. And it was great. Worked with some amazing people, um, but I just knew that pharmacy wasn't really right for me. Um, kind of in my you know first two years probably of university, I kind of felt like I wanted to take more of a natural approach, and that's where it was kind of leading me. And I don't even remember who it was, but they said, "Oh well, have you ever thought about chiropractic?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess I've you know I, I've been to a chiropractor before. It was it was pretty good." Um, and I was like, well, why don't I just apply for early admission into chiropractic school? So um, I applied at Northwestern Health Sciences University located in Bloomington, Minnesota, so just outside of Minneapolis. And lo and behold, they accepted. And um, I guess the rest is history, I suppose. I just, um, everything fell into place. It just worked out the way I think it was supposed to. So what was it that really drew you to it? What was the main appeal for you? I suppose for me, it was also, it was a much more natural approach to healthcare. It wasn't just, you know, pumping you full of different medications. It wasn't, it, it wasn't in the, kind of the medical paradigm. Um, and I suppose, you know, I still wanted to be the doctor, <laughs> So maybe that's 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 one of the reasons why um, I still really felt compelled to help people. I just wanted to do it in a different way. And I felt like chiropractic just it was a great opportunity that presented itself. And I went with it and it just everything about it just felt right at the time. So how did you decide on social media being the way to market yourself because if it's chiropractic it's potentially more location-based versus social media which on first pass it isn't necessarily focused in on your location so how did you decide on doing that yeah well it's interesting right like the 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 old school way of kind of marketing and advertising is like what you just said it's very much location-based and it's trying to find or think about who your perfect patient is and then finding those parameters and then really marketing and advertising to that particular type of person. And while that may have worked very well many years ago, um, you know, back in the day when we were still using yellow pages to look things up or strictly word of mouth or whatever it was. Like I grew up in a really small town. Your options were very limited with what kind of services or service provider you wanted to see or could see. So I guess for me, I didn't really start doing social media until the end of 2000, maybe 2019 or so, maybe too early 2019. Um, and, and frankly, what I had done is I had seen a couple of other chiropractors do some, not exactly the way I do it, but they were doing something. And I was looking at their pages and they had something like 10,000 followers. And here I was, you know, on Instagram sitting at about a thousand followers. You know, most of it, I was posting pictures of what I was having for dinner and my dog and maybe a couple workout shots. Like that was, that was the extent of it. It wasn't very well put together. Some of those photos are actually still up. So if you really want to scroll through the, the depths of my Instagram, you can see still all those photos. I haven't taken them down, but it was, it's, it's humble beginnings, right? But then I decided, 
Right, I'm gonna showcase what I absolutely love doing and that is adjusting people. I love chiropractic in all of its true form. It's hands-on. I'm helping these people with my hands and it's amazing. And it's amazing to see their reactions to it. And so I started just doing little video clips and my partner um, is an interior designer. And he was, you know, looking at his social media, he had about 40,000 followers at the time. And I was like, you're an interior designer. How is this possible that you have so many more than me? I'm like, this is not fair. And so he goes, listen, when you look at my page, it's very curated. It's beautiful. It all looks the same. And I'm, and he was posting every single day. And I was like, is that all it takes? Okay, fine. I'll start doing it. And really the only purpose I really had was first of all, to beat that other chiropractor that had 10,000 followers. Um, And that was really it. I just wanted to show people, even if it was 10,001 people, you know, what a good chiropractic adjustment looks like, what it, and maybe like that, that's, that's about as far as I thought it would go. And so then I started kind of posting day in, day out. And then a few weeks go by and all of a sudden, you know, the numbers go from, you know, 1,000 to 1,500. And then all of a sudden, whoa, they jumped up to 200 or 2,000. And then it was all of a sudden 3,000, then 4,000. And I was like, well, this is really strange. I was getting to the point where I could refresh the page and you could literally see the number start to increase. And so I knew something was happening. I just didn't really know what was happening. Um, so yeah, so then I continued to do that and, you know, sure enough, 10,000 really surpassed 10,000. And then it was, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40. And then I started catching up with my partner on the number of followers. And then it was a little bit, Ooh, I would pull ahead. He would pull ahead a little bit then I would. And then I pretty much hit the ground running. And and then I had about 50,000 at the time. And then, um, I had a couple patients visit me down from the Gold Coast and they're amazing. Joel and Steph and Joel's known as the natural transformer. He's, they're like balls of energy and they were like, you gotta go on TikTok. And I was like, oh, what is this TikTok? And they're like, you can just, it's video content and you're already doing it. And they're like, we looked, there's not another chiropractor on it. You gotta go on it. You just, and I was like, it's just another another thing. They're like, no, you just use the same stuff. Just post it on there, even shorter, even like 15 seconds is all you need to do. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like whatever, help me set it up. So we did it right here in the clinic. And then he, he, he goes, oh, Joel goes, Hey, Hey, can I be the first one on there? I want to be the first one. And then he's like, Oh, can I do it with my shirt off? And I was like, Oh no. Is this like an only fans thing? Like I'm not doing that. This is not, this is, this is not what I signed up for. He goes, no, 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 just crack me, just crack me. And um, so I did, I, I recorded it and I posted it. And my biggest mistake that I did when I started up TikTok was I allowed push notifications. And the reason why that was my mistake is because that was late in the evening. So I just had, it. I posted it, didn't think anything of it. And then went home, had dinner, went to bed, plugged my phone in that's next to my nightstand. And I can pretty much sleep through anything. And my phone is on vibrate. Well, when I woke up in the morning, my phone had not charged and it was almost empty uh, because my battery was almost flat because it had been sitting there on my nightstand going like this all (laughs) night long because overnight I had millions and millions and millions and millions of views and new followers. And I was completely in shock by it. And then, so then I posted the next one of me adjusting Steph and, you know, Joel's video, I think probably has something like, you know, I don't know, 15, 17 million views. And then Steph's video, well, that was, you know, another 18, 19, 20 million. And then I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay. So let me post another one. And that one had 27 million views. And then it just, it just kept snowballing. And what I realized very, very, very soon on is I used to think that everybody in the world knows what a chiropractor is and knows what they do. And they've maybe even been to a chiropractor. I, I've kind of figured that just everyone had. And I learned very quickly, not very many people really 
even know what chiropractic is or what we do or what we can even help with. And instantly overnight, um, I guess it kind of propelled me to be an advocate for chiropractic and the benefits that, hey, maybe it can help you. And, and that's, that's been a, a really an amazing, an amazing gift. What are some of the misconceptions around chiropractic then? Because there's a lot of rumors floating around that you're not doctors and there's a lot of like <laughs> misconstrued and miscommunicated things, especially in, I mean, you probably see it a lot more than I see it, being one of the, the top in the industry at the moment. What are the getting wrong? What's the misconceptions? What are the not understanding about what you do? Yeah, I mean... I don't know if it's just, you know, these stories or, oh, I heard this from another person of a friend of a friend or something like that. Right. And, you know, I can I can put my hand up and say I do have a doctorate. I have a doctorate of chiropractic. It is not a medical degree. That's not what I do. You know, I'm not writing prescriptions. I'm not performing surgery. I'm not doing that. So, yes, I do have a doctorate. So the people that say that, you know, you're not a a real doctor, uh, some of my friends and even my partner, they do joke around and they say, oh, you're not a real doctor. And I listen, I find it kind of funny now. Like (laughs) I laugh, Um, but I have achieved that level of education in my field now. Uh, you know, I'm I'm good at being a chiropractor. I'm very well trained, the highest level of training that you can get as a chiropractor. So yes, we're doctors. Um, the thing that we do is we just don't we don't look at health and wellness. We don't look at it in the same paradigm as the medical field. They look at it as disease and treatment. We look at it, at it as human health and prevention. So we're working on just different spectrums. Listen, there's a time and a place for everything. And I think that this is where some people have this notion on, oh, well, you're just chiropractors. You have to go back, you know, all the time and they don't really fix anything. You just go in, get cracked, they leave. And then, you know, but what they're actually doing and what all chiropractors, the philosophy behind it is, is that the master control center of every single cell, organ, and tissue in the body is the brain, central nervous system, so your spinal cord, and all the peripheral nerves. And your body is self-healing and self-regulating. And that control center, your nervous system, helps to talk with your entire body, every single cell, organ, and tissue. And if there's pressure on that nervous system, then it will lead to problems. It will lead to issues. It will lead to adaptations that aren't necessarily favorable. And that's then what leads to the cascade down the road of disease. And if you wait long enough and you let it get bad enough, sure, then you actually need intervention by medicals to do treatment, some form of intervention. But chiropractors work more on the preventative side of things. And yes, you can come and see us though for headaches, for neck pain, for low back pain, for wrist pain, for you know pain in general. But really what we're doing is we're making your body function better as a whole. A lot of people will say, oh, my digestion has you know, improved or my mood, I'm even, I'm even feeling better. Oh, you know, I seem to have a little bit more energy or I'm sleeping a lot better. Or I even had a patient once who came in and he told me that 40 years prior to this, he was in a pretty bad car accident. And ever since then, you know, he's been having this really bad neck pain and headaches and all this kind of stuff. So after two sessions, I get... Um, a phone call from his partner going, you know, it's really interesting. I gave my partner his tea in the morning, like I do every single day. And I always put five sugars in his tea in order for him to taste it. Well, today I did that and he nearly spat it out because he said it was like drinking lolly water. So what had actually happened was, and they didn't, they didn't tell me this at the time, but when he was in, the, after he had that car accident, he actually lost his sense of taste. Now, when you remove all that pressure on the nervous system, then all those cells, organs, and tissues can relay messages to and from your brain properly. And lo and behold, you know, this is the only time it's happened, but his taste was restored, which is 
pretty incredible. So not only are we great at helping out with back pain, we're much more than that, though. Do you ever find that when you share your content specifically for TikTok and things like that, do you actually help or do you simply feed the the ignorance of I'm not interested enough to go deeper than this 15 second video and you kind of just keep enabling the ignorance the more information that you share and they don't really consume (laughs) it do you so how do you strike that balance yourself and actually help and educate people rather than just become part of the noise and that's that's a very interesting point and I've thought about this before is you know whether I am helping or hindering potentially and you know, I've grappled with this for a while. Um, social media is not the place for me to sit here and give long-winded monologues on the benefits of chiropractic. You can search for that yourself. You can go to a chiropractor and get educated in-house. I don't find that social media is a great form of doing that for chiropractic. When patients come in and see me, then that's my opportunity then to educate them a bit more. But I don't also want to shove this information in people's faces because, you know, like with any kind of social media, if you're not grabbing their attention in that first one to two seconds, they've already flicked past you. And so the one thing that I can grab their attention with is an adjustment. And if that gets them talking about it or talking about it with their friends or family, or it gets them to go, hmm, that actually looks like it would feel really good. I think I might go book in with the chiropractor. Great. Then it served its purpose. And that's all I want to do. All I'm trying to do is to put chiropractic out there for people to make a decision whether this is a good form of healthcare for them or not. That's all. What do you find works best with your videos? Is it always the reaction afterwards? I mean, I've I've seen a couple of your videos myself, and sometimes I wait just to see the reaction on their faces when, when you do do the adjustments. Is that what you've experienced with other people as well, or is the actual procedure what draws people in? It's interesting, right? So when I was first posting these videos, and even even well after that, I did actually think that more people would want to just hear that ASMR cracking noise of an adjustment. That's that's honestly what I thought it was. But, you know, sometimes I actually really enjoyed the patient's reactions. And more and more and more, some of the comments that were coming through were about the reactions, but not only of the patient, sometimes it's my reaction that they're commenting on. And I was like, well, I... That's just, that's just who I am, right? That's just personality. And, and I think that I did find a good balance between give them what they want, that initial crack to be like, oh yeah, that was a good one. But we want to actually see how the patient is reacting. And that gives volumes about how genuine my videos are. I'm not, it's not rehearsed because it's not like I can replicate a crack right after it. So once I adjust it, it's do- it's done. Like it's done. I can't do another one directly afterward. Maybe in a couple of weeks when they come back, maybe I can I can do another one, but it will never be the same. And what I also love doing on my first adjustments, like in the first videos that I did, I started getting all these new patients in and I found that they had never seen a chiropractor before. And so I was like, right let's record this. And I was like, wouldn't it have been nice if your parents were able to record your first steps or your first word or that opportunity the first time that you held a spoon and fed yourself instead of it landing on your forehead? Like, isn't it, wouldn't it be amazing to see your first home run? Wouldn't it be amazing to catch all of those moments? And all I want to do is catch someone's first adjustment because they will remember that forever. Um, You can't forget it. You can't forget the noise. And it's quite amazing the reactions. And before even I was, I was doing these videos, you know, before we really, I was really involved in social media. Some of the reactions I really 
am kicking myself that I wasn't able to capture all those years prior because damn, there were some good ones. <laughs> tell by your face that you actually do enjoy it. You love making those adjustments and you love healing people with your hands, which obviously has a lot of transferences, your ability to help people physically with your hands as opposed to with advice yeah. or with books and those kinds of things. Is that what motivates you today or is there something else that's keeping you going? So still today, I mean, I've been, I've been practicing now for th over 13 years and I still love it. I still love just helping people. Um, and I suppose the day that I wake up in the morning and I'm like, if I hear one more crack, I'm going to go crazy. Then probably I'm going to throw in the towel. Then I'm going to be like, yep, okay, done. Today's, to, yesterday was my last day. I don't want to hear it again. I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Um, but I mean, I wake up every morning and I'm, I'm excited to come into work. I don't, I don't even... I'll use the cliche, I don't even feel like this is work kind of thing. Um, but I but I honestly don't. I, I really do enjoy this. And I could do it 24 hours a day if I could. Um, I just, yeah, I just love it. And I love, you know, the sometimes the banter with some of the patients, but sometimes what they need is just to come into my clinic, lie down on the table, and just be quiet and just rest and let their bodies take a break. And, you know, if being locked up has taught us anything, it's that a lot of human beings, we, we do crave physical touch. We do crave, you know, personal, person-to-person -person interactions. We do crave those things. And, you know, there's even times where some patients come in and, you know, let's just say they're single, um, you know, they're, they're busy working. They don't have a lot of time for their friends, but when they come in here, I'm placing my hands on them and it's probably the only physical touch that they have in quite a while. And having that connection with someone is, is really nice. It's special and it's, and, and I'm able to help them. And I mean, that's, that's an amazing, an amazing job to have. It definitely is, and similar to myself in some ways, in that I I was a, a coach from a very early age. So I've done coaching, I've done sports coaching, personal training, you name it. I've gone down the, the sport and exercise field for a very okay. long time. And it's strange because before the online space was even a thing, I was a coach before I was a player or a sports person I'm a coach I've been coaching since I was like 15 and okay. when I entered the online space it was oh no you need to achieve something before you can become a coach you're not allowed to just be a coach without any other sort of <laughs> experience or qualities and I'm sat there at like 20 30 years old thinking what are these people even talking about? Do they not even know how, how coaching works to actually get qualifications before you say things like that? So I can definitely see how there's a lot of industry standards when you do things correctly that completely look foreign to you when someone that hasn't had the formal training suddenly appears in the, in the online yeah. space. And I think social media can actually add positivity, but I also mm. think there's a lot of negativity as well. And I know you can speak to this yourself. So share your thoughts on, on that side of things and how do you advise people navigate this new world that is social media and how to help people with it? Because it's, it's such a struggle for some people. It can affect mental health and physical health. Yeah. Well, there has to be a positive way of doing it. Yeah, it's, um, boy, that's a heavy topic. <laughs> um, what I learned in, in the social media world is, is that you will have 
a lot of cheerleaders cheering for you, going, yeah, this is amazing. I love it. And you will always have some on the other side of the fence um, trying to bring you down and making whatever kind of comments, negative kind of comments. And I must admit with TikTok, I do not read or look through any of the comments. Someday I might decide to, uh, who knows? Maybe someday I'll just be like, hey, let me take a look and let me respond. But honestly, the more time and energy and effort you give that negativity, the more it will bring you down and eat you away. And it, those people that are trying to do that to you do not matter. They don't care about you. They care about trying to lift up themselves by pushing everyone else down. And that is not okay. If everyone treated this the same way, I suppose, as if you would say it to someone's face, to their face, then maybe things on social media, conversations on social media wouldn't go down that road. And unfortunately, especially at a very young age, people can get consumed in that because ultimately their world is very small. You know, they have only a small select group of friends. They live in a very small community. You know, their school is relatively small. You know, they haven't really experienced too much in life. And when someone, one person comes into there and really throws a lot of mud, it can get really ugly really quickly for them. And it will certainly take its toll on them mentally. But always understand that those negative, those, those negative comments should mean nothing. And it's so important to either get rid of them delete them, block them. That's the beauty that we have of some of these features is we don't have to have them. Why are they even following us anyway if they're just gonna sling mud? So block them, get rid of them. You don't need that in your lives. You need to surround yourselves with people that make you feel better, that lift you up and will praise you and be your cheerleader. And that's what I've learned through social media is, listen, there's always going to be people like we had just talked about saying, chiropractors aren't real doctors. You guys are idiots. You've, you hurt people. You don't, it just, they have no idea what they're talking about. And, and frankly, I'm not going to add any fuel to the fire by then firing back and going, well, here, here's a picture of, you know, my degrees on the wall here. You can look at my fucking transcripts from Northwestern Health Sciences University. You can look to see that I graduated. This is all in there. You can see my standing and I'm not afraid to put that out there, but I just don't want to get into that kind of, that, that kind of arguments. I have better things to do. I want to solely focus every single day on helping people. And that is not helping people. I completely agree that the intention behind the posting is probably more important when, let's say, your consequences are much higher because of how large your following is. Like It's almost like, look, if I do it, if I fight back to all of the hateful comments, I've got to do all of them, or I've got to be prepared for the consequences of feeding into other people's attention-seeking to a certain extent. Like, it becomes a very, very dark hole for you, which I totally understand yeah. that you wouldn't even want to do that, because it can make you worse off, and why would you do something that doesn't benefit yeah. you? Yeah, I don't think that there's anyone out there that wants to feel miserable and pulled down and depressed and horrible. I don't I don't think so. You know, some people that have true mental illness, you know, they can't control that, but yet, you know, they need help. And that's what we're here as another human being is to just help each other. I mean, you don't everyone doesn't have to be a chiropractor, but you know, help them in other ways. You know, check in with your friends and be like, "Hey, how are you going?" 
sometimes it's as simple as that you know here in australia i don't know if this is worldwide but we have like are you okay day um, but also like it's a big push for mental illness it's just asking people hey are you okay and it's opened up the doors to actually talk about it and have conversation and i think that it's 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 really an amazing thing how do you think about your role mental health as an influencer social media celebrity if you don't mind being called that Cody. Um, <laughs> how do you look after your own mental health? Listen, I don't, social media takes up a very small part of my daily life. I, I mean, <laughs> I suppose if you talk to my partner, when he looks over at me and I'm flipping through Instagram or TikTok or, you know, then you probably, you probably say different, right? But ultimately, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm at work, that's, I'm at work. I'm focused on helping people. I'm focused on these different cases that come through all these different patients. And my sole purpose and responsibility is to help them. And there, there will be days that'll go by, like even today as one day where I just didn't feel like recording any adjustments. I just, I just didn't feel like it. So I didn't do it. And I don't let it control my life because my life is real. It's not in the virtual world. It just happens to be that now I have quite a large social media following and people like the content that I'm putting out and they feel connected to me or they feel like it makes them feel better or happier or whatever it is. Maybe they just really like hearing the cracking noise or to see, you know, if I say, put your hands on mine, maybe they're waiting to see the next person that fumbles it. I, I don't know, um, but whatever it is, great. But um, yeah, I just don't let social media dictate my life, if that makes sense. And I think when it does start to fall into that, that's where people may have trouble. Is it just a case of being disciplined about how much time you spend on it? Is it literally just an exposure thing for you where you don't spend a whole lot of time on it in comparison to other things? Or do you ever feel like it does take you down a bit of a dark space? And if it ever does, do you have anything that helps you reground yourself or whatever term you want to call yeah. it? Yeah, I don't really set any kind of like a timer per se. Um, but what I do is, and I'm, and I'm working on this, I'm trying to get even better. But when I'm with like my friends in like a social setting, I want to be present with them. I want to hear about what's going on in their life. And I can't do that if I'm sitting there going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh, God, that was so funny. Oh, look at that. You know, you can't, you can't do that. And I think if you want to build stronger connections with people, the way to do it is to be present. And it's to be open and honest with these people, uh, you know, whether it's your family, your friends, your, your partner, your whoever, whoever you're spending time with. And I think that it's important that you're present in the moment. And I think too many times it's interesting, you know, I've been to a couple like concerts before and now, I mean, you go anywhere or even you go sightseeing or, you know, whatever it is. And when you look out at it, all you see are other people's screens. It is the weirdest thing. Um, Cause I'm old enough where, you know, we didn't, we didn't have this. We didn't have social media when I was a kid and we were, we were present. We were, you know, we were just soaking it all in and enjoying the memory. And I mean, I must admit, I'll put my hand up in the uh, though and say, you know, I've been to a few places and concerts where I'm like, oh yeah, let's just record this and see what happens. Oh yeah, I'm looking like this. Oh yeah, that, oh, that was amazing. Look at that. But um, did I ever go back and rewatch any of it? No, <laughs> like, because it's up here because I'm a lot more present now. And I'm like, oh, hey, uh, you know, for New Year's Eve, when we're out on beautiful Sydney Harbor, one of the first major cities to welcome in the new year, we've got the opera house and the bridge, and we've got fireworks blasting off and it's amazing. Just sit back sometimes and just take it in. And that's why what I think is really important is that you know, we can't live our lives 
through the phone or through a lens. I think it's really important that we're still present when we need to be present. I think there's definitely a lot of wisdom to taking it in and being present and trying to really experience life. It's like if you spend so long on technology and on screens, you're bound to miss something. You're bound to not fully concentrate or focus or divert your attention to the right things because something else is pulling you away. Something's pulling your attention away to the screen. Do you find that it actually helped you as a chiropractor or an influencer to do that, to have, in air quotes, a life, to be able to keep your attention away from social media? For sure. I mean, you know, my, you know, my degree is in chiropractic. I'm not in digital marketing and advertising. That's, that's not what I do. And you know, it's interesting. I had a, I had a patient once um, and he's an amazing guy. He's an, he was a, a, a Navy diver and um, he was working on some of the ships here in Sydney Harbor and he got attacked by um, a bull shark and the bull shark took his leg and arm. Luckily, he lived and he came in later to see me um, for some for some chiropractic care. And, you know, I was talking to him and he goes, you know, it's interesting. He goes, even before, you know, before when I was a Navy diver growing up and stuff, he goes, I didn't really know much about sharks. I couldn't even tell you the difference between between them, what they look like, you know, whatever. He goes, I was just whatever. But he goes, I got half eaten by a shark and instantly I became a shark expert. And I think the same is probably true for me. Um, becoming an influencer or whatever you want to call it, um, having a big social media following has just kind of landed on my lap. And instantly, because of the experience of that, I'm now an expert. Um, but really, there are people much more qualified and have a much deeper understanding of it than, than I do. Um, but all I can talk about is my experience with it and using it and how I utilize it to, to benefit my life and my business. How do people use TikTok at the moment that doesn't help, that doesn't work? And then is there anything that you found worked best for you in terms of content creation, ways of navigating things like TikTok and Instagram? They're your two main platforms. So how should people go yeah. about it and how aren't people using it? Yeah, um, I guess this is kind of weird to say, but um, I tend to find on TikTok there's there's two types of people. People that have TikTok and like to really post content, their own content, their own spin on it. And it's quite entertaining. Like I must admit, it's quite lighthearted on, on TikTok for the most, at least what comes through my feed. The algorithm what's just gives me all this fun, nice, lighthearted dogs and laughing and all sorts of wonderful stuff and funny people, which thank you. Thank you, TikTok, for doing that for me. <laughs> um, but then there's the polar opposite where there's a lot of people that have accounts on TikTok, but do not post anything and are strictly voyagers. Um, and those are the, actually the kind of people that come in and see me as patients. They're like, oh, I've seen you do it. And I was like, oh, would you like me to record this session? And, you know, then I can post it and tag you and that kind of stuff. And some of them are like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to be on this side. Nope. I don't want to be on there, but I enjoy watching it. And I was like, okay, interesting. Right. Instagram for me has become much more, um, it's an entirely different kettle of fish. It's a lot more professional. Um, and the content that's put out there 
is living your best life, right? So it's making sure that you get the right angle, the right lighting, the, you know, and, um, you know, I have now, I've hired recently a social media manager because I need help to kind of contain that because it started getting to be a little bit too much for me, for what I enjoy doing. And I wasn't liking it quite as much. I wasn't having as much fun on the platform. And I must admit with TikTok, you know, I when I post videos on there and you know, like that's all I do, but when I'm scrolling through my feed and stuff, I still really like it. I still enjoy it. So I can I can still handle that. Um, but once it kind of gets out of out of hand and I'm just like, whoa, this is too hard basket for me right now. Um, I just I've brought on additional people to help. And um, I'm very thankful for that. So if I was to ask you, if someone wanted to grow a social media following, do you have any suggestions for those people? If someone wants to grow a, a large social media following, how would people go about it today? You know, sometimes there's a lot of good luck and good timing involved. Um, and I must admit that's probably part of it with TikTok with me is you know, it was good timing. There was no other chiropractor on there at the time. And I was first in best dressed kind of thing. And I was already putting out pretty decent content. Um, and that was evident on Instagram. I guess what I think works really well for me anyway, is how genuine it is. It's not forced. It's not fake. It's not staged it's not it's not all of these other things and 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 we as humans are very good about picking out if we feel like we're being sold to or we feel like it's everything scripted it doesn't feel it doesn't feel genuine or authentic and i think if you truly are your authentic self and that's what you're showing and and giving to the rest of the world to see you will attract like for like. And if your sole purpose though, is to try to get more followers, don't, don't try. Um, it was an interesting thing that Joel um, Bushby, the natural transformer, when I first posted onto TikTok, he was just like, what is going on, mate? Like all you're doing is just, oh, I'm just gonna throw up whatever I want. I can just put any kind of a cracking video on there. And he goes, and millions of people will view it and like it and follow you. And he goes, this, it's just crazy. And I was like, it's because I just don't care. I mean, I don't care how many views it gets or how many likes it gets or how many comments there are or how many forwards or how many favorites or how whatever kind of insight you can put on there. I, I don't care. I'm putting it out there for the sole purpose of just showing people a great chiropractic adjustment. And, you know, if they get benefit from it, great. So that's still the purpose of the video. The, the purpose of the video has not changed. And I think that that's still behind it. So yeah, if your sole purpose is to try to get Insta famous or TikTok famous or, or whatever, I have a feeling you're going to be severely disappointed. And unfortunately, reality is going to hit you square on the face. So yeah, you need to still be authentic and true to yourself. And, you know, whatever will happen, will happen. Whatever's meant to be, I truly believe will be. Whatever, whatever you're supposed to be doing, it'll find a way of working itself out. So is that a case of some people simply put too much attachment onto their online life they put all their eggs in that basket and they rely on it too much yeah i cer i certainly think that people do and you know that the interesting part is it's it's a numbers game right and you know if you only have 500 followers but then you know your best mate over here you know they're like oh well i have 522 oh but then there's always going to be someone out there that will have more than you that will have more followers than you that will get more likes than you that will have more money than you that will have a nicer car than you that will have a bigger house than you that will have a bigger yard that will have a there's always someone right Unless you're Elon Musk. <laughs> but but in all honesty, humans have this inherent 
nature about them to always want more. And you'll never get more because you're always going to be chasing it. And that's probably, I'm saying that because I probably also need to listen to that. <laughs> um, I'm probably saying this for myself, but hopefully maybe some of you out there uh, listening also will, this will help. But I, I truly believe that that's what it is. Like being content is not necessarily a bad thing. And for me, it's all about quality over quantity. So, you know, I could have you know, on TikTok, 2.9 million followers, or I could even have more, I could have 10 million followers. But if I really only have five people that really truly love what I do and are getting benefit from it, well, I don't care about all the rest as long as that five is, is being fulfilled. And, um, and I think that that's what it all comes down to. What I'd be curious to know as well is how do you live day to day with things like creating content, working as a chiropractor? Do you have a structure to your day? Do you have morning routines? Whatever the case is, run us through as quickly as you're able. What your <laughs> average day is like when it's a content day? And do you, do you create content every day or just specific days? Walk us through a little bit of that. So it's not specific days. Um, I'll have very set clinic hours. So right away in the morning, if I feel like posting a video, I'll go back through and be like, okay, where am I up to? Which video, you know, which patient am I up to that I need to post? And then I'll put that together, boom, post it. And then I don't really think about it anymore. Um, with my regular clinic hours, there may be someone that comes in that goes, oh, can we record this session? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Of course, of course we can. And there'll be some people that I know adjust really well. <laughs> so I purposely want to get them on camera. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's not set. Like I don't have set days where I was like, right, I need to record five people. Like I, I just don't do that. I don't do that anymore. Um, before I'd be like, I would try to get as much content as possible, but now I'm not recording every day because I'm also really super busy when I'm in clinic. Sometimes I'm just, that's where my mindset is. And if my mindset isn't, you know, recording content, I just don't do it. Um, so I think that that's part of it. I know that there's some people out there that do set aside specific times to do content, but I don't let it dictate my schedule. Like that's not my priority. Um, and there'll be like, I know that every single week, my schedule is pretty much exactly the same. So it needs to fit in there very easily. And if it doesn't fit in easily, I just don't do content because that's not my primary, it's not my primary focus. Um, my primary focus is on being a chiropractor and running this clinic um, and, and really focusing on that. And yes, then if things are running really smoothly and then everything is going fine, then I can incorporate some of these other things. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, you know, I just don't let it, like I said, I don't let it dictate exactly what I do every single day. Has your life changed since your social media following blew up? And I, the reason why I ask is in some people's minds, you're at the top of their individual mountain in terms of the social media following, what they hope to achieve. Is that actually what happens? Is it the reality for you, i.e. stopped on the street, people wanting selfies all the time, autographs, events, you name it. Does it actually happen? And if so, if not, lift the hood a little bit for people listening. I have yet to have someone ask for an autograph. <laughs> that is that has not happened yet. Um, the day that that happens, I'll give a little chuckle and I'll, I'll give a little head nod to you. <laughs> we talked about it here first. Um, I have been recognized randomly by strangers out in very random, weird places. The first time it happened was... Um, this was Christmas time. Was it Christmas time? Yeah. Christmas time, 2019. 
And we had gone to Fiji for a holiday and we were in the airports uh, waiting for our flight on the way back. And uh, Fiji was actually just getting hit by a typhoon. So we just wanted to try to get out of there as soon as possible. And uh, so we're sitting there waiting and, um, you know, it's busy. And I was like, oh, let me use the loo before, um, before we hop on the plane. So my partner stands outside with the bags, with the carry-ons, and then I go into the loo. And then I come back, you know, there's people everywhere. And then he goes, I, I stand by the bags and then he goes to the loo and then comes back and he comes out and he's kind of chuckling or smirking. And I was like, what happened in the toilets? Like, <laughs> is there a good story? Like, oh, what happened? And uh, he actually goes, you know, those two like young girls and probably their mom or whatever um, that just walked into the toilets. He goes, the girls were saying, hey, mom, that guy out there is TikTok famous. <laughs> Love it. And I was like, I don't. Out of all places, you know, in Nandi Airport in Fiji, it was the it was the weirdest thing. You know, I've been I've been approached by someone that worked at Bunnings to be like, oh my gosh, you're Dr. Cody. I'm like, yeah, but I need to know where this tool is. So point it out for me, please. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I've been stopped randomly on the street. I was actually, uh, I was with my partner and our dog and we were walking to go get haircuts. And we were just about to cross the street in like a, a zebra crossing. And all of a sudden this, um, I'm pretty sure it was like a, like a menu log or a Deliveroo or a, someone on a bicycle stopped us dead in our tracks. And all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, hi. He goes, you're Dr. Cody. And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Um, he goes, oh my God. He goes, I'm from Brazil. And I was following you when I was living in Brazil. And now I'm here in Sydney and here you are. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, the clinic's just around the corner. I live around here. I'm just going to go get a haircut. Really nice meeting you. Make sure that that person go gets the food and, you know, maybe I'll run into you again. <laughs> and it was the, it was so weird. Um, so yeah, so there, I mean, I am, I am noticed, but it's not, I, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a movie star. I'm not, I'm not at that level. Um, and a lot of people don't approach me. They might kind of, I've noticed like a few people looking at me, like, I feel like I've seen him somewhere kind of look like that. That's what they're thinking about. They're trying to think about, God, he looks so familiar. Where, where do I know him from? Uh, so I, I have seen people that gave me that look and I was like, uh, okay, that's what it is. Uh, but I mean, not many people, you know, stop me and like, oh my God, Cody, you're, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, that doesn't, that really hasn't happened. Maybe not yet, you know, who knows, maybe someday. Um, or, you know, who knows, maybe if, you know, I'm on the next, you know, huge major movie, you know, maybe then people will stop me, but, um, and ask for my autograph, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It is, it is weird, but I mean, for the most part, you know, people around this area where I live and work, you know, we all kind of know each other. We don't really care what each other does. Like, we'll just, you know, say hi and, you know, I'll go to the same place, you know, to get coffee or food or, you know, I, we pretty much you know, stick to my little bubble right here. And um, yeah, everyone's just normal, right? Everyone's, everyone's just everyone. How about your relationship with other TikTokers and other companies and brands and how things change for you? Have you had to get to know other TikTokers to collaborate with them, to get to know them, that sort of thing? How, how do you navigate the the TikTok? space and things like that yeah i mean certainly there are a lot of brands and companies that have reached out to me to promote a lot of different things and you know i'm very picky about who i align myself with because also it's not it's not where i make my living so yeah if i'm going to sign up to say oh i'm going to promote xyz whatever it is it it needs to be uh, genuine within myself and it needs to be kind of aligned with my values. Uh, 
Uh, and they probably now have to pay a, a fair bit for me to be able to do that. Because someone once told me some very good advice is you can only sell your soul once. So just make sure it's for a lot of money. And, you know, I really, I kind of, I kind of live by that. Um, now working with other TikTokers, there are um, some people that I've met at different events um, that have been held and yeah, like there's a few people, there's a few select people that, you know, I've come across in that, in that kind of world that have been, you know, really great. And we just help each other out and it's great to kind of bounce ideas off of, but um, you know, they're, they're probably far and few between. It's not to say that there aren't some amazing people out there on TikTok sharing some amazing things, but um, I haven't really crossed paths with too much of them because you know, we just kind of keep doing our own thing and that's, that's okay. I mean, if there is opportunities in the future to work collaboratively together doing something, you know, I'm more than happy. I'm more than willing um, to do that. It just kind of also depends on what it is. <laughs> I'd love to take a little bit of a sidestep to some of the things that you're working towards some of the things that you're striving for whether it be in your chiropractic clinic whether it be your social media presence what's on the horizon for you quite a few things um and if i suppose if you knew me you'd understand that um i can't sit still for very long i've always got ideas going on and i'm always trying to work on what's next and you know, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position as a chiropractor in that, you know, I'm, I'm busy as a chiropractor and I continue to want combined clinics Australia to flourish and grow and continue to raise the bar and the standard for healthcare and bringing on other practitioners and other services all under one roof is what I've always wanted to do. And it's what I continue to do. And whether that expands into multiple clinics potentially within Australia or the world, who knows, watch this space. Um, it has also allowed me then to launch my own pillow and mattress range, which can be found on the Combined Clinics website um, because I had, uh, I got a lot of questions about, oh, well, what's, What's the best pillow that you recommend or what's the best mattress that you recommend? And so I was tired of having to be like, well, I really like this one, but I don't like that about it. This one's really good, but I wish it was this. Uh, and then so I kept doing that. And now I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to make my own. And this is the one that I'm standing by. So the Dr. Cody pillow and the Dr. Cody mattress are there for anyone. And I ship worldwide for the pillows, for the mattresses. I'm not shipping that worldwide, but within Australia, if you're in Australia, you can order a mattress from me and it's amazing. It's what I use as well. So I sleep on this mattress and I also use these pillows because it's amazing. Um, other things that this has allowed me to do and I want to really continue to grow is I've started up a scholarship fund with my alma mater. It's called the Dr. Cody Global Leaders in Chiropractic, and it's through Northwestern Health Sciences University. And my big way that I'm now able to help the profession is also giving back to the future generations of chiropractors, because I can only see and, and help so many people with my hands. But if we can help more and more and more chiropractors, really good quality chiropractors get out there in the world and help more people, well, great. And if I can help them financially, if I can help them in other some way by giving them some insight or mentoring or whatever, I am more than willing to help. And so, yes, and I mean, it's, it's open to donations as well. So anyone can go on there and, and put money into the scholarship fund. And it's solely for the next generation of global leaders in chiropractic, which I'm very, very happy about. Uh, the other things going on, I mean, right now, I don't know if um, some people have seen these in, in my page, but um, I am taking flying lessons. So I absolutely love 
flying. Um, I have dreams about flying all the time and I, I honestly love it. So I'm taking lessons to fly just a fixed wing, small engine aircraft, and it is so much fun. So um, if anyone in Sydney wants to follow me along my journey, just watch, just watch my social media. Um, but SFC Sydney Flying College here in Sydney has been absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited. Like, I'm actually flying tomorrow. We're doing my first lesson in circuits. So I'm like, yes, I can't wait. Like I always get so excited the night before. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow afternoon out in Bankstown. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of things in the works and I am always open to more opportunities. And I think going through life in general, you have to be open to all of these different opportunities that present themselves. And it's up to you then to recognize an opportunity and make a decision on I'm going to go down that path or I'm not. And even if you decide to go down that path and it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's a great learning experience. You you tried, but you know, there's there's numerous things, you know, in my you know years on this earth that you know hasn't worked out quite right. And you know, not that I failed at it, you know, maybe some of them I did, but not that I failed at most of them, but I learned from them. They were great experiences. And that's what I take to the next thing that I do. And then to the next thing and the next thing. And ultimately, honestly, what I would really love to do is travel around the world and talk on big stages in front of a lot of people and share my experience with them. Because if it honestly helps more people, not only just like they don't have to go be chiropractors, but just anything, whether it's social media, whether it's life, whether it's business, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be able to have your cup runneth over. And I hope, and I, and I really do honestly wish that everyone can experience that. And that's what I, I mean, I would love to do that. I would love to meet so many different people and, and yeah, like I said, just share my experiences. So with that then, Cody, there is a question that I ask a few people to try to get their their experiences, their one minute message. If they were stood on the top of a mountain with a microphone and they could get a message to absolutely everybody. And for the sake of our conversation, I'll say it's also received in the right way i thought i'd had had that caveat in there what would the message be if you had one to two minutes what would you say to everyone yeah and this is this is something that is a a quote from one of the professors that i learned chiropractic from uh dr joseph sweary unfortunately he he recently passed away but the quote goes along these lines and He's expanded it and made it sound a lot nicer than what I did. But in the essence of it is, we are on earth to help each other. And therein lies our joy. And honestly, I feel like all of our purpose, all of ours, is to help one another is to honestly lift each other up. And when we can all do that collectively, we will leave nobody behind. We will not have suffering. We will all they're out to achieve all of our best potential. And it would be an amazing world if we could do that. And who knows, maybe someday we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that someday we could get there, but in all honesty, I think that that's what we need to strive for. And yeah, I think that honestly, Dr. Sweary put it so eloquently and it's so simple yet so effective is that, you know, our joy within ourselves lies actually from helping each other out and helping each other to, to reach their goals. And by doing that, we, in a, we effectively help ourselves and fulfill ourselves and our destinies. And 
we feel better and everyone feels better and we're happier and healthier and the world would be a hell of a lot better place if we all did that. Very, very well said, Cody. If people listening would like to find out more about you, enter your world, how can people get in touch and enter Dr. Cody's little planet? <laughs> the planet of Dr. Cody, who's scary? Uh, <laughs> um, certainly people can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. My handle is Dr. Cody underscore DC. I will be in the very near future, probably posting some more on my very new YouTube channel. Um, I haven't really put much content up there, but it's there. Um, and then also um, I do have a pretty new schmick website up, uh, drcody.com. And as well, if you would like to book an appointment with me, certainly go to combinedclinics.com.au. If you are here in Sydney, don't worry, I will not be adjusting you and flying. I mean, Unless you want to pay me to fly there uh, and adjust you and then fly all the way back. Listen, there's a price for everything. Um, but yeah, please, if you are in Sydney, please come in and see me. I would love to help um, and meet each and every one of you listening. Um, but yes, um, the world is all of our oysters. So yes. I actually had images of you adjusting people while flying in some kind of flying with your knees <laughs> and adjusting people with your hands. I imagine that being quite a sight. Yeah, maybe let's not do that. Maybe maybe I could use my pilot's license to then take a private jet, fly to you. I'll adjust you there on solid ground and then I'll fly back. <laughs> You never, ever know. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Those that are listening, feel free to subscribe, share the show, tell others, and also leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts. Cody, it's been great. Um, I look forward to keeping in touch and keep doing whatever it is that you're doing. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you want to join a group of like-minded people that are all out to achieve their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, and that gets the help and support from me and the other members, then my inner circle is for you. There's a link in the description for this episode to get two months free of the inner circle. So you set your membership up, you get two months free access. Hopefully I'll see you there and I look forward to helping you on your journey of achieving the life that you want.